Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh no, he didn't. Earl? Yes, he did. He did. He, he thought she was gonna what? Cry about it? I think he thought he was gonna break her. Okay. Which, which brings me to another point. Let me take that note right quick. Okay, make the note while we let them know what we're talking about. Right, uh, First of all, welcome to the n- latest edition of Oh No Girl Yes, the podcast. We're doing uh, social distancing, obviously, and so we are not together, but we are always together in our hearts. <laughs> uh, we are discussing this week uh, Self Made. It's streaming on right. Netflix. It's inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Now, we're right. that's, that's important to say or liberties taken in the movie, anything like that. We're just going to talk about something we saw in the movie that makes yeah. it for us to talk about on this podcast. Okay? Yeah. Before we, before we get there, can we? I want to shout out to all of our Patreons that signed up in the past week. Hey y'all! Hey y'all! Yeah, I dropped a new video today. It's actually a teaser for this week's episode. That's going to be dropped later this week. So y'all check that out um, and see the hilarity behind the scenes stuff that we have. So. Um, have I seen this video? Uh, you were a participant in it. <laughs> I don't think I know what it is. Okay. No, it's just a blooper from our, our video. So, um, but yeah, you can still join for as little as $2 a month. I think it's only like three or four left like of that slot. So, I mean, you get in at $2 and you can get all of our extras, you know. All right. Good deal. Okay, All right. so again, make sure you're following us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram, at Oh No Girl Yes. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can subscribe to us, and that way you'll know when we got something new going on. All right, right. so we are, again, talking about Self Made on Netflix. Not talking about the actual movie, but talking about one of the storylines from the movie that makes sense for us to talk about. So right. I saw it first, and I felt a certain kind of way, and I said, hey, you got to hurry up and watch it, because I think this is a podcast. Yeah. What we are discussing is... Madam C.J. Walker and her husband, C.J. Walker, uh-huh. the, moment, the moment that their marriage somewhat ended. Right. Well, let's talk about the beginning of the marriage first. Right. How did you feel about it in the beginning? Because I really don't feel any kind of way about it okay. in the beginning. You know, okay. I felt like, I think back then, people got married a lot quicker and easier than we do now. I think people meet somebody that they think is going to be yeah. they get there and they go for it. Yeah, I get that. I'm talking about like the dynamic of it though, how he was acting and you know, how he seemed to be so supportive and stuff like that. Were you were you buying it then? Were you Yeah, I think he was supportive, but also he didn't know what he was supporting. Think about it. When he first married her, he was the big ad man and she was a washerwoman. So I think by the broken too. Like, yeah, baby, you could do it. He don't know that she can. Right. Well, she was broken at that time too. And you know what? You actually brought that up on a previous podcast about my issue with men. And you said that I'm always talking about something I'm gonna do. And then when you do it, it's a little like, wait, you really do it? <laughs> it's okay when it's a dream. It's okay when it remains a dream or you know a goal. But once you start putting foot to the pavement and making things happen. It's like, hold on now, what, what, wait a minute. The way they portrayed it, it seemed like in the beginning, he was all in, he was excited, he was proud, he was part of the progress of the company. I think there was a definite shift in where her vision kept growing and getting bigger and more complex and more layered. Yeah. He actually said at one point, like, how much money you need to make? Like, we're good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even in the beginning- Was there a point where she should have just said, okay, we're good. Or as a visionary myself, I'm like, I'm never going to be good until I get no. this idea out of my head. Right. No, no, 
No, she no, she did right by continuing to push and stuff like that. That's what I was saying to you the other day. Like I felt like they were a little bit unequally yoked on that because his 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 vision stopped here and she still had some places to go. You know, well, did his vision stop there, or his did his vision for her stop there, or did possibly his for them stop there? I think it was for them because you know, even when he, when he was saying I'm jumping ahead in the movie, when he was talking about the whole New York trip, he was like excited just to go and relax and have fun with her and spend time with her, and she was like, "Yeah, no, we <laughs> going to work." So do you feel like she was in the wrong or he was in the wrong? As far as like, we're looking at a marriage where they're actually working together. Right. He seemed to, if, if early on, he seemed to be more focused on the relationship and she seemed to be more focused on the business. On the business, on her business. Right. Cause it was never their business either. That was, that was, and I mean. What do you think about that though? Is that fair? Like if you have a dream and you have a mate that's supporting you, is he just your support or is he now like has some sweat equity in the company? Uh, that's tough. That's tough because my my first mind is to say, "What's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine." And if we're working right. together, then it is our business. Um, but I don't know that she would have had the success she had if she saw it that way. But also think about it: if you had a man and he had a business, and you basically up what you were doing to help him, support him, work on things. Yes, it's his dream, but you are being a tremendous right. help. I would, I would want to feel a part of it. I would want to, I, I would want him to refer to it as ours, not his. Right, and I feel like based on what they portrayed, she never really did. Right, it was right. Like, the, betray the betrayal didn't show that, yeah. And I can see myself having more of her mindset, but being on the outside, I can appreciate it how that might not have been conducive to that relationship staying together. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Um, so when it when it definitely shifted when he started feeling like he wasn't as needed or as important. That goes back to her previous podcast when she was the washerwoman. He kind of came in. He could be her hero, her and savior. It shifted where he wasn't the hero anymore. Right. Yeah. I think. Um, and then you, if you think about it, her dad had hit or his dad had a conversation with him that I think got his like wheels turning in his head too. Like you know, well, what's your place in this? And you know. And I guess hindsight, because our dad, his dad came out and had another conversation that I respected. But when I first heard that first one, when he was talking about their relationship and their dynamic, I thought her, his dad was a little out of line. Like, let them handle that. He's all right, you know? But he spoke to some insecurities that he had already, but just kind of brought them to light. I right, the dad like. seemed like a calming general force mm -hmm. uh, in that storyline. But it was one of those things where when he started realizing, okay, I've helped her, and either she doesn't need my help anymore or she doesn't want my help anymore. That seemed to have been apparent at some point, especially by the time he started coming up with the ad. Yeah, yeah. And at that point it was like- and so, But even with the ad, she was still trying to be supportive of him. Right. Because she didn't immediately tell him her feelings about it. You right. know, like the thoughts that she was having. She really just but, wanted to say, I don't like that at all. Don't yeah. ask me about it. But she was like, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, maybe, well, eh. Well, and yeah. then it wasn't even so much about him seeing her go there and be successful in what she went there to do. It was, you didn't use my ad. It was like she had had a successful meeting, but then he was upset that she didn't use his contribution. Right, right. And he saw it from his standpoint, he didn't know what happened in the meeting. He didn't know what the dynamic was and when they were sitting around talking at dinner or with W.E.B. Du Bois coming up and all that kind of stuff. So he, you know, I mean, I could, I could see, I could, I could kind of see where he felt you know, a little certain kind of his position in the story up to a point. 
up he's, to a point now, yeah. He lost me uh, when he just started getting drunk and becoming a liability versus an asset. When he started yes. becoming a complete liability, it was yes. like, okay, I understand your feelings hurt. And then I started thinking about how many times I have seen a man come apart around me like that. When I'm thinking, I'm thinking we doing good. Just hang out with me. We're going to have a good time. You won't have no problems. And you steady sitting there trying to apologize for him yeah. or he's embarrassed you yeah. or disappointed you in a way. And he showed his true colors, I think. You know what I mean? He was painted to was be- Was that his true nice. colors though? Or was he kind of pushed to that point of, hey, she don't need me no more? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You think he was always that person? I think he was always that person. He he needed somebody to be, he needed to be needed. And once that happened, um, that wasn't gonna work anymore mm-hmm. for him. And so even if she had taken him back, which obviously we were all happy she, he, she didn't. Well, we were. <laughs> but even if she had, there would have been an issue down the road, you know? Yeah, but see, uh, but even in the taking him back, I don't think, and as she said, she wouldn't have cared about him cheating on her or doing whatever. It was the fact that he went with somebody who had already betrayed her. That's what I'm saying. It was so malicious. Right, right. It wasn't I cheated on you because I was lonely and I was sad. I intend... Now she pursued him, or at least the, the movie showed that um, Dora pursued him. But he could have done that too. He could have let his anger out on anyone or you know, whatever he was doing. Right. That's what it looked like when they were sleeping together. <laughs> was like, was like, was he really interested or attracted to her, or was it just to get back at the the scene? The way they shot that scene made it seem like he was taking out his anger on his wife, on his lady. Well, dang, I didn't really watch it like that. But okay, oh, you need to go back and just watch. <laughs> I might need to go back and watch that scene. I promise you that's what it looked like. Because it looked like angry sex, basically. Oh, okay. From his perspective. Right. Anyway. Um, I, I don't have a problem. I will go back and read it. <laughs> but, um, but, but the thing is, I feel like he had an argument up to that point. Well, up to the point that he was drunk for her meeting at the warehouse and then um, at the factory. And then, obviously, when he decided to move forward with this other woman who had already um, betrayed her, I felt like, okay, now he's making a conscious choice to hurt her. And I think that's a big difference between a a man and an insecure man. I think in any relationship or any context of relationship, both parties potentially can hurt the other's feelings. There's going to be misunderstandings. There's going to be words misspoken. And that's just life. But for someone to intentionally try to cause you harm, that's something I can't go back from. That was with my last situation. And it was a little bitty thing where he right. just decided not to return my text messages for the day. And I yeah. told him, I don't know where you was raised or what they taught you there on that farm, but I don't do that. If you felt a certain kind of way, then you need to communicate you feel a certain kind of way. But just right. not responding to me because you felt a certain kind of way to try to cause me some kind of upset feeling, that's going to be a zero on the scoreboard every game. No, I agree. I mean, it was it was it was so intentional. It was, I mean, he intended to hurt her in that moment. Right. Now, do well, you think? My question is this. Um, oh, well, a couple of questions, but the first one that comes to mind: if he hadn't ruined her um, opportunity, the business opportunity, then do you think um, they would still been together, or she would have taken him back? She would have forgiven him because that I feel like that might have hurt. <laughs> I know the um the cheating hurt. Oh, you think and the business opportunity, him coming in there drunk, hurt her? Was the nail in the coffin? Yeah, so to speak. Well, it came first. The huh? Factory came first, right? Which which indiscretion came first on his part? No, he slept with the um lady first, didn't he? 
Okay, he I thought the factory was first, and then by the time she found out he was sleeping with that lady, it was like, I'm done. I don't know. I I, I, I was very sure that the... Um, it could have been. Because in my mind, I was thinking, oh, he's not coming back from this at all now. Like, that's I remember watching it thinking, like, oh, yeah, he just ruined that. Any I would say for her, the, uh, the business indiscretion hurt more. Because he knew that that meant a lot to her. He knew that was really important to her. And so for him to uh, do that, that was like next level disrespect. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's what I was wondering. Um, I forgot what else I was about to say, so you can. You yeah, can but I think, I think also because she was more dialed into the success and future of her business, that was like, yeah, you just don't do that. Like, who does that? Yeah. All of a sudden, did I need to move closer to get that light? Um, so the other part of that is I felt like it felt like it was the end of episode three where they broke up and, you know, she was like, you know, get your stuff and go. I felt like that scene at the end, she had just gotten back from riding that little bike and having some fun. And I think it was like a way to show, like, remembering I have joy and fun still ahead of me mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let nobody drag me down and make me feel no kind of way. So when she said goodbye to him and he walked away and she was on that porch, that little smirk she had at the end, I promise yeah. you, I felt that in my toes. Because I can't tell you how many times I have tried to make some work. I have uh, adjusted, try to make some work. I've tried to forgive something to make some work. And by the time you really get to the point where you see in the back of their head walking away and get smaller, oh, it's no better feeling in the world. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> stop trying that. That was, that was a great scene. That whole scene was my great. My favorite scene out the whole series. Yeah. Like my favorite line, I know yours was get your stuff and go. But mine was never run back to what broke you. And uh, that's just going to be my thing. It going to break you again? Huh? It ain't going to do nothing but break you again? Exactly. We got to know how to move on from people. We just got to. Yeah, I can teach a course in that. <laughs> I don't think I have that huge of a problem with it, but sometimes you are tempted to, like, just allow someone back into your space that just doesn't have, and there's no room for it. Like, I feel like that that keeps something better out of your space. If you got with something. Self isolation and the quarantining. Have you been tempted to allow someone back in your space just to have somebody to talk to or something to do? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, me either. No, I thought it would be harder, but um, I've been social. I've been social, yeah. but just physically distant, but social. Yeah. On online. I mean, I post more online now than I ever have before in my life. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going through the transition of being. Um, self-employed, hashtag unemployed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just sharing more, talking about yeah. more things. And so it's just been fun for me to kind of get to know myself. And, and like I told you, even if it's a new guy, I'm just not bored enough yet to try to engage. I'm just, I think I would have to like run out of stuff to do around the house. Yeah. And then the whole meeting a new guy right now, which is kind of why I kind of backed away from the app for a little while because I did get back on the app. It's like, I can't meet him. So I don't want to waste any energy any uh, ne- the next month just either thinking this guy's a great guy and then meet him in person and it's like not not a good thing. So it's kind of like a weird space well, to be. Like FaceTime him and get a vibe or no? Yeah, you could, but you know, I mean, I guess so. But you know, I, don't, I guess I don't have interest. <laughs> you just don't want to. <laughs> That's all that is. Okay, so back to the movie. When, um, when he left, there were some years that went past. They didn't really tell us how long went past where she still was growing her business. One of the things that really struck out to me, I felt like every time that she had um, a setback, it really set her up for the next big thing because 
you know, whether it was somebody saying, you know, they didn't want to use her face or image, she was like, oh, that's cool. I'll use my face on everything. You know, mm -hmm. it's like one of those things where everything that was supposed to be a negative, she flipped it and turned it into a positive. Right. Right. Um, it made it work for her, you know? Yeah. And so yes. I thought that was very inspirational. I, I, I really was inspired on a lot of levels. And again, you know, it also inspired me to go and research the actual story of uh, Madam C.J. Walker, as well as her uh, competition, her competitor, whose real name was Annie Malone. Yeah. And Mark, took creative liberty like in, in telling the story, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But and the other part that I liked about the actual storytelling of the film was how they would have her dreams like you know these fantastical moments of her dreams that no one else could see and as a dreamer and as a creative it really made a lot of sense because a lot of times before i have one of my great ideas i see the dancing bears and mm -hmm. and i'm like yes and then we can do this and then do this and, do, and people are like you really think that's gonna work i'm like yeah i already saw it so i thought that was a great representation of of a dreamer having these yeah. vivid visions of what somebody else yeah. might think is ridiculous yeah i was super inspired at the end of it super inspired like she she had a lot of obstacles she had to overcome. And it just, like you said, it seems like for every obstacle, it took her to the next level. Once she overcame that, it, it took her to the next level, next level, next level. And so, yeah, she was Now, one of the inspirations, I'm afraid, it may have offered us as singles. Did it it's inspire a, I don't need no man. <laughs> That's I'm glad I ain't got no man slowing me down, holding me the dead weight at the factory. That's why I'm glad I ain't got no man. <laughs> no, you do have to be careful with that type of inspiration. Right. Um, because we, we are very delicate for that type of inspiration. Yeah, yeah, like, ooh, ooh, yes. Like, that's why that port scene. That's what I'm talking about. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that port scene was so powerful. It's like, oh, yes, yes. Because right. I was going to be so mad. I mean, obviously, you know how it works out in the, in, in the real world. But I just was going to be so mad if she had a soft heart for him at that moment. She didn't need well, a soft heart. that hookup sometime later? When that she was fine. That was fine. She put her clothes on and left. So you, you didn't feel you didn't feel when that happened, you didn't feel like, no, don't give him none, don't go back. It was like whatever she did what she had to do. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it's back to business. <laughs> Thank you kindly. But um, no, I didn't no, I actually did not feel a certain kind of way about that. Did you did you were you a little upset with her? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of you being my ex husband if I can't sleep with you sometimes? Right. Yeah, but they were still married at that point, so. Right, exactly. And I think it was also because I could still have you if I wanted you. Uh, you know, I think some of it was her final like, tee hee hee, look at you, you know? Yeah. Uh, because also we discussed the casting. I think the casting of Blair Underwood with Octavia Spencer um, yeah. made this impression of, oh, this woman should be happy and proud to have Blair Underwood. So what's she talking about? What's her problem? Right. It's like, baby, you don't know nothing, okay? I don't care what he looked like. Why, yeah. why do Blair Underwood keep taking these roles, though? Because I don't even think he's cute no more. He didn't been it's hard. It's hard to see him as an attractive yeah. man when he's always this person. I don't think he's been attractive since he... Uh, no, he's still attractive. The world was stony and set it off. He's still attractive to me, I can't lie. But I just don't even see him like that now because I'm like, oh, here come Blair Underwood with his trifling. Here <laughs> come oh, everybody watch out. Here come Blair Underwood. <laughs> I don't know why he's taking these roles. Maybe it's he just a okay. I'm taking these roles. You know who else is an actor like that? Michael Beach. Yes. He just, here he comes. 
<laughs> Roll your eyes. And I had to learn his name because I disliked him so much and everything. I was like, who is this man? So I can call him out his name. I don't know. I don't know. But he does He does it well, though. He does it well. I feel like Michael Beach and his new wife live, the ex-wife lives with them. So oh. Google that. They said it Do just happened. He, he said he loves her and their kids and he has a new Wait. wife. Yeah. Did I? What did I see that? Did I see? Are I they also? Know, but that's the thing. Michael Beach. Google it. He was the uh, horrible Vanessa Williams husband in Soul. Right. And then I remember the bad guy in. Uh, remember what was the show? ER. Was it ER? And he gave his wife AIDS or something. That was years ago. You might have been a baby. <laughs> so did we go over everything we need to talk about on uh, um, all the themes? We hope that it does not reinforce and reconfirm our feelings of being happily single we are happily single but we do want to have a space for a partner right. a compatible thing. but what what it did make me what it made me nervous about is is there a space for both like you know what i mean like with her i felt like she she was very very um headstrong i guess and that propelled her to you know have the success that she had had she not had that attitude about her business and that stuff, you know, this, that, and the other. But um, is there room for balance when it becomes when it comes to business and relationships? I know we've talked about this before, but it kind of re reiterated the fact that I think that it, it would be hard to do both. It would be hard to have a successful business and a successful relationship. Is that the that's what you're saying? It's hard to do both. Uh huh. Do I think it's hard to? <laughs> To have a successful relationship and a successful business. Well, I have not done either on the level of success I would hope yet. So I really can't speak to it from, from just a point of reference. Uh, in a point of dreaming, I would hope so. I would hope he would be really successful in what it is he's trying to do and I could support and encourage him. And I would hope he'd be available to do the same to me. So in my mind, yeah. I think they can both coexist. And actually, I think they can help each other because I think if you have that successful relationship with someone you trust as a partner, that keeps you focused and level in an area where you can succeed more in business. And I think that will just make the business better and also make the relationship better. See, like with, with their situation, I would have appreciated him just having his own advertising firm. And maybe I think they would have worked better if they were not working together. Not saying couples can't work together because they can, but in their situation, I don't think it was going to work. Right, but see, the way they portrayed it, it seemed like he didn't plan on working for her. Yeah, I agree. It just kind of turned into, okay, this thing is getting bigger, let me help her out. Mm -hmm. And then by the time she really don't need your help and ain't appreciate your help, you're like, wait a minute. I was what you, okay. I know we got to go, but what is the, the Booker T. Washington thing? Like, what? <laughs> Do you think he like they said shared that like that? Because well, I, I heard it was false, first of all, but but I'm saying like when he went into the bathroom, I'm talking about the movie part. When he went into the bathroom, why didn't he just why wasn't he honest about that? He let this lady think I be honest. He had to act like he was the man. He had to act like he delivered on that. He failed to mention there was a back part. <laughs> failed to mention. Dang. Like, he wanted to be the hero again he just wanted to be the yeah, hero yeah that's true he was not gonna be the hero uh, again yeah. we are talking about self-made on Netflix go check it out inspired by Madam C.J. Walker's life we say inspired by because there was several creative liberties taken with telling the story but hopefully it will inspire you to do your own research on your own as we did we were just yeah. talking about the relationship that was portrayed between Madam C.J. and her husband and how we hope it does not reinforce some ideas we already have 
I don't need you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Good luck with that. All right, we hope everybody is maintaining their social distance and also adhering to all CDC and WHO and Presidential Task Force guidelines. That's the uh, PSA of this. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the page. Also on Patreon and share it. Once you uh, have shared your comment, you like the podcast, share it with a friend. Yeah. You said all of them. You said all of them. <laughs> you did it. Well, until next week. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, no, he did. <laughs> Girl, yes, he did. <laughs> Girl, I forgot. I forgot. My bad. <laughs>